episode of Bet GPT. We're checking in on, I believe this is episode 26. Um, so yeah, so we're coming at you live today. It is Thursday night. Uh, the game is just kicking off right now. Um, so Slade, before we get into a little recap, just like rapid fire, what do you like tonight? Who's going to win over under? What are you thinking? Um, Trevor Lawrence. I don't even care. Trevor Lawrence is active by the way. So we didn't, I was going to say, I don't care if Trevor Lawrence is playing or not. I'm still taking the Jags. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Jags will win as well, but I, I really like the under. Um, so I put, put a little bit of money on the under tonight. If CJ Beathard was playing, I still would lay the point or the, with the Jags and also they're underdogs. So you get two points. True. I would play a money line personally. All right. Well, yeah. Um, let's just get into it here. We got, where are we at here? Man, we're just making so much money. It's hard to keep track of it, to be honest with you. We're up (laughs) 10.29 units. Um, as we like to uh, say every single week, we still have the Gunner Henderson future pending. So really, we're at like twelve something. But I, I googled when that cashes. It's not till November fifteenth. Oh All right, so we still so we still have like a month, <laughs> like four full weeks. All right, so we're still at ten point two nine, but we'll be we'll be rising up soon. Um, we have another six pack for you today. Three from me, three from Slade. Uh, we'll run through those. Um, we also have a surprise guest pick. So we'll be making a little live phone call. Hopefully they answer um, and can give us a pick. And then, um, yeah, then we'll do NFL, uh, talk a little more Hawkeye football. I have some player props I want to go through, like uh, just a little preview. Deacon Hills passing over under. You want to guess what that is? Uh, 100. 105. Pretty sharp. Oof. Close. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's gone under every single week. Um, it's hard not to because I think it was at like 134 last week. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So I have some player props for you, and then um, there's some big games. We got Ohio State, Penn State, um, and then USC, Utah, and a couple other games. So we can get into those. Uh, but all right, would you like to start with your six pack plays? All right. Well, you already kind of talked about Iowa so I'll just get it started I I mentioned last episode I'm gonna play the Iowa Minnesota under 31 and a half Um, last year's game was 13 to 10 Iowa's game last week only it was 15 to 9 so that was or 15 to 6 so it was only like what 21 total points Um, every time I think I was like five and one going under in spreads that have like a total of like 34 or less so I'm just gonna keep betting the under until they prove me otherwise they're also um now without maybe their best offensive weapon and eric all you have to imagine that defenses are going to start to think just load the box the only way i was can maybe score now is just gonna be like deacon hill on a long ball but also um minnesota they they deserve just as much of the the blame for why this total is low iowa and minnesota are the two lowest ranked offenses in power five football and they're the two lowest ranked passing offenses in power five football you throw in minnesota has an above average defense iowa has you know probably a top 15 defense it's just compounds this issue i could see this thing being very low scoring i'm gonna keep playing iowa unders until i lose so that's my pick well iowa under 31 and a half play until you lose you might never lose so i know you'd be your record would be pretty damn good the last few years. Where it's going to be like, welcome to Bet GPT episode 728. We're taking the under in Iowa, Washington in the year 2029. I try to like fade like the public on stuff, but this is just like too easy. And I think Vegas would love to do like a 26 point line, but they know that like they can't do that. They like have to keep it above 30. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, that's my only college one. I, I'll go into my NFL one. Right, that's, so I have that's a minus one ten, correct? One, yes, okay. yes. Um, I'm going to go with the Packers minus one versus the Broncos. I've seen minus one and a half in some places. I don't really care which number I get. I'm still going to take the Packers if it's one or one and a half. That is minus one ten. That is going to be in Denver. The Packers had a buy last week. So maybe they can clean some things up. Maybe LaFleur can have a better game plan to make to help cover up some of Jordan Love's flaws. 
Um, maybe they get there a little bit early and can acclimate their body. I know you love that. So yeah, this isn't I, London, but it is, it is mile high. So yes, it's the closest, um, you know, home field advantage, I guess, in that regard in America. Um, so I have the Packers minus one. I think the Broncos are probably like what second, third worst team in the NFL. If the Packers don't win this game, who are they going to beat the rest of the year besides the Bears? Like, the, like they could seriously not win a game the rest of the year besides Chicago if they can't beat this team. Um, I mean, hell, they don't, one of their wins is against the Bears, and like their record's not great right now anyway. Um, but yeah, that's my play. It's an emotional hedge for me. If the Packers lose, selfishly, I'm happy. If the Packers win, I make money or something that seems pretty obvious and in your face. Um, do you have? Do you want to make an announcement about your Jordan Love fandom? I have a text message from you I can read to the well, audience. Well, I was texting really my to. friends today. I have been pretty high on Jordan Love, I guess, the past seven weeks since the start of the season. He's only played five games. Okay, so. yeah. So anyway, his, his five-plus games. Um, things haven't been good for him. He's looked really bad. Um, I'm asking my friends if I can denounce my fandom for Jordan Love. Um, they're they're on the fence about it. There might be a, cha- uh, a vote in our group chat, but if they vote no that I have to remain a fan of him, I'm just going to blame everything on the Aaron Jones injury, which since Aaron Jones is trending to play Sunday, I do lean the Packers, and I like that. Do you still like the Packers minus one if Aaron Jones ends up being inactive? Yes. Okay. I don't care if it's A.J. Dillon. It doesn't matter. Okay. All right, so you got Packers minus one, minus 110. Then what's your third? Uh, This one's a little off the grid, maybe. I have the Bucks minus two and a half versus the Falcons. Um, I know I had the Bucks in my top 10 last week, and then they lost, so they did not make my top 10 this week. But this play is really more about the Falcons, my my lack of belief in the Falcons. Um, the Falcons have played six games this year, four of which have been at home. One has been international, so they've played one road game this year, which I feel like is kind of crazy. Um, away from home, in their two games, they scored six points against the Lions and seven against the Jags. So through two games, they have a combined 13 points when they're not in Atlanta. Um, If you look at their three wins, it's against the Panthers, probably the worst team in the NFL, the Packers, probably a bottom five, six team in the NFL, and the Texans, who probably, you know, right around bottom 10 maybe, but they're still young and inexperienced. And it was at home. Uh, That Texans win was by two. The Packers win was by one. Um, they just lost to the Commanders by eight last week at home, and we know that that team just got pounded by the Bears the week before that. Um, Ritter's seed is warm, so I think maybe he's feeling a little pressure. And then the, I really still don't think the Bucks are that bad. They might not be a top 10 team, but their only losses this year are to the Lions and the Eagles. So I don't know. I'm, I'm willing to roll the dice. I know Baker's got a bad hand. Um, it's his non-throwing hand. He practiced fully yesterday. He still has 72 hours before game time or whatever. So I don't know. I, th- I think he'll be okay. And honestly, maybe it's a good thing that he will play within the pocket, maybe more play within himself, not try to do stupid stuff, try to like stay healthy. If you had to limit st- some of the dumb, dumb plays, if you had to start an NFL franchise tomorrow and you had to pick between Baker and Desmond Ritter, who are you taking as your QB? Baker. It's not even close. Not close. Baker. Okay. Yeah, Baker. I don't like Baker, but you're also comparing someone who was a number one pick and had like all this hype around him in a good rookie year, and then he got like overvalued versus someone who I just think playing up playing sucks. Yeah, and Baker did look good once he was finally healthy and like I know Carolina wasn't necessarily a good fit, but I think that was more because I was like a really bad team. Um, when yeah. he went to the Rams, he ended up playing a lot better in that McVay system. So, um, yeah, I definitely think that uh, I, I would prefer him even as a Baker hater, as someone who uh, got tortured by him uh, in Cleveland. But um, I'm over it. The past yeah. is the past. 
I like the book. We know that he has a ceiling that looks good. It won't be consistent, but he is capable of at least doing it. I don't think Ritter is capable of even having one game he goes off yeah. a year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, two and a half is kind of a good number, too. Just got to win by a field goal. Sure. Okay. Um, yeah, so those are your three picks. Uh, we can move into mine. The first one I'm going to do is a six-point teaser. It is um, teasing the 49ers down to minus one. That's Monday Night Football against the Vikings. And I'm also teasing the Seahawks down to minus one and a half um, against the Arizona Cardinals. So first game, just uh, quickly going through this before we do like the full game uh, preview. Niners-Vikings, Christian McCaffrey, Debo, and Trent Williams, I expect them all to play. Uh, I do not see the 49ers losing two in a row, especially because the game they lost against the Browns, they got, um, it was pretty unlucky in terms of them missing a field goal and then the the penalty towards the end of the game that kept the Browns drive alive. So the Browns needed a lot to stay in that game. Um, I'd, I'd find it hard to believe the Vikings get that amount of luck as well. And then also the Niners defense is still healthy. Vikings didn't look great without Justin Jefferson. I know last week on the six pack, I had their team total over and they didn't hit it against the Bears. So they're you know scoring under twenty against the Bears. They're probably scoring under twenty against the uh, against the uh, Niners. Yeah, uh, that's a good call. Yeah. And then as for the Seahawks, uh, I just think the Cardinals are tanking. I do not think they're good, especially since James Conner has been out. Um, their offense has really struggled. Um, Josh Dobbs is still Josh Dobbs. Um, he can have his moments, but he's still a guy with like under ten career starts. He's going to be making mistakes. Um, I think the Seahawks actually played really well the last like or defensively the last or for the second half against Joe Burrow last week. Um so yeah if they can handle Burrow they can handle uh they can handle Dobbs. So that's my first one. Six point teaser, Niners down to one, Seahawks down to minus one point five. Um and I have that at minus one thirty eight. real quick, I agree with you fading the Cardinals this week, but I do want to point out that Kyler Murray says he's tweeted that he's practicing um so charlie bear and i our group chat we're celebrating that this week i think he's going to be back in two weeks yeah i mean anything that that increases their chances of winning even if it's not a ton that's good news for the bears yeah yeah like when i sent a text i sent a text to brady with that tweet and he replied so with a question mark uh just admit we're getting Caleb Williams or Drake May. It's hard. It's, it's hard to text Brady when all he wants to talk about is the English Championship League. It's like, dude, we don't we don't need to talk third tier soccer right now. We, we want to when talk he says NFL. names when he says names of certain EPL teams. I almost think he's making them up. We should start texting. Be like, I'm on Brentford this week. Like, you can just make up. We're on Ash Ashford. Like, just make up names. That's funny. Brought up Brentford because he texted me and he is very adamant that his play of the week is Brentford minus one twenty five. Oh, Brentford's actually the yes. name. And I'm, I thought I was making up something similar. You you made you made up something so good that it's actually real. So props to you on that. <laughs> they all sound the same. It's like Ashwich. They do. There's like a suffix or a prefix you can add on to a word. And it's like, yeah, this works. Uh, but yeah, Brentford minus 125. Um, I'm not going to, you know, die at the stake for that play. But Brady's a pretty knowledgeable soccer better. Um, I'll probably tail it, throw a couple bucks on it. But uh, that will not be going on our record. Um, regardless um yeah so moving on uh, my second play is browns minus three yes i'm a browns fan yes that could sound biased but um this is really a fade of gardner Minshew, and i do think deshaun watson is playing so it's thursday night he practiced today um i think the line will go up to maybe four four and a half once he's it's confirmed that he's playing um so i would get the browns sooner rather than later um, and then this correlates with my third play and it's Colts team total under 19 and a half Gardner Minshew threw three interceptions last week, looked terrible against the Jags. Um, you've seen the Browns defense. They're just, they've guys, you know, it looks like they're playing with 15 guys on the, on the defense. So, uh, I do think the Browns um, win this game pretty handily. I, in our survey. Or not our survivor against the spread competition. I had the Colts plus three. I didn't know about Deshaun Watson practicing today, so I'm I'm removing that as we speak. 
from the spreadsheet. Smart. I'm clearing that one out. Smart. Um, if Deshaun Watson plays, then then yeah, I mean, and also we can't change the line, so <laughs> I'm not taking it plus three. Yeah. All right. So you said you're getting rid of you're getting rid of a play, so you need a play, correct? I'm talking from oh from for my yeah. against the spread, yeah. Because yeah. we do have yeah. we do have a guest picker available to uh, to give you some advice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so while I'm while I'm bringing up uh, his number here, let me just recap the six pack. We have um, Slade's picks being Bucks minus two and a half uh, against the Falcons. That's at minus one ten. Packers minus one at the Broncos. That's at minus one ten. Um, Iowa Minnesota under thirty one and a half minus one ten. And then I have a six point teaser. Niners down to minus one uh, uh, at the Vikings. Seahawks minus one and a half against the Cardinals. That's at minus one thirty eight. And then the Browns correlated parlay. Browns to cover the three and Colts team total under nineteen and a half at minus one ten minus one away respectively. Um, so yeah, looking forward to another winning week. Uh, can't say we're going to be perfect, but I'm pretty confident. Um, you know, we're going to have another four or five win week. Um, but yeah, all right. Let's, without further ado, let's get the guest picker going. Hello. Hello. Uh, is this Ryan Coiner? Yes, it is. You are the first guest picker in Bet GPT history, and I hate to put you on the spot. Uh, I didn't know if. You knew we were planning on calling you, but regardless, we need a betting play. Slade needs some advice. If you had to bet a million dollars on any game this week, your life depends on it. Who are you taking? I would pick the Commanders to beat the Giants by minus 2.5 All right. on Sunday. Okay, Commanders to cover against the Tyrod Taylor-led Giants. Okay. Adding that to my ATS, Slade to is, my ATS spreadsheet. Slade is adding that up to his, his pick plays. All right. Thank you, Ryan. We appreciate it. Uh, we will uh, have you in as another uh, – you're like one of our correspondents, so we'd love to have you on for another episode if that's okay with you in the future. It's fine. Okay. Cool. We'll, we'll catch you later. See you. Nice to see you. It's Bye. fine. Love the enthusiasm. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you ryan that was awesome Ride dog. Um, All right, i'm so sure I'm sure keel will love that pick that's that's the washington commanders minus two and a half yeah. versus the Giants. yeah so let's let's get into that do you uh are you going into the nfl preview do you like the commanders in that game where, where are you leaning i do i hadn't played it yet but i didn't honestly think about it a ton i don't because i've kind of just tuned out the nfc east for like the last two years that I honestly like never bet that division, but I do like that. Um, the Giants are, as we know, terrible. I know they almost beat your Bills, but um, I think you said Danny Dimes is hurt. Mine has the time. Not oh, there All we right. go. Keep going. Whatever. Correct. Tyrod Taylor. Oh, Tyrod Taylor's out. Or Tyrod Taylor's playing. Right I mean, now? sorry. Danny yeah. Dimes is Danny Which, Dimes. Honestly, is like maybe it's better they have Tyrod Taylor. He's not going to turn the ball over. Danny Dimes is like all over the place. I think they have an out in his contract after next year, but they have another forty million on the books next. I year. did read that. Yeah, I actually don't think the contract is as bad as people thought. Um, it has like a, it has like some the NFL contracts are never like guaranteed fully. So they can get out of it with. They're and, never and like guaranteed like fully unless it's Deshaun the Watson. Then yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I like the pick. I I don't know if it's a game I'll watch, per se, but I do think the Commanders yeah. are better yeah, than the I, Giants. I agree. All right, uh, next up, let's go back to uh, the noon slate on Sunday. Falcons, Bucks. this is one of your picks. Obviously, you kind of gave uh, your handicap on that, and I'll just piggyback off you. Um, I do like the Bucks minus two and a half. This Falcons offense is not good. I think the Bucks defense can stop Bijan because, um, you know, if, if the Falcons aren't able to run the ball and Ritter has to throw 30-plus times, they have no chance. It's not happening. The Bucks still have those good defensive pieces. Uh, in the backfield, and then um, Baker. I mean, 
he didn't look great last week. He, you know, he skipped a couple passes. The Godwin probably could add a, at least a touchdown or two to him. Um, I think he plays a little bit better, and um, I will. I'll follow you and take the Bucks here. Are the Bucks the definition of average? The more I think about it, like they're not bad anywhere. They're not great anywhere. They obviously have some strengths and some weaknesses, but like, they're just like they're going to beat up on a lot of bad teams and lose to every good team they play. Probably, um, which that might be enough to, that might be enough to win the division. I was going to say that might get you to the, that might get you to the playoffs. This is a big game for for playoff implications for sure. Cause they're probably only one team out of that division is going to make it. Um, and it's not going to be the Panthers. So saints tonight, Falcons, bucks. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's it's a bigger game for the Bucks than it is the Falcons. I feel like because it's you only get to play these 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 two teams yeah. only play twice, and this is your home game. Okay. This is your home. Speaking of uh, a game being bigger for one team than the other, we have the Raiders, the three and three Raiders taking on the Bears. Uh, Raiders laying three. Um, if you would have told me before the season, we'd have a Tyler Bagent against. Is that how you say it? Bagent. Bagent. If a Tyler Badgett that gets yeah. Aiden O'Connell yeah. game, I would be like, "What? Who who are we talking about here?" It's Aiden I thought it was O'Connell, Hoyer who's playing or something. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I it's, dude. That's gonna be a really gross game. I I feel bad for Badgett. He uh, he came into some really rough offensive line play last week. He still got a touchdown, but then he finished it with that awful throw. Um, I don't really know what they're going to do. I think they just need to run the ball a ton. I don't really know who's back, though, at running back is the problem. Like, it's yeah, Dante like, Foreman like looked pretty good, touches. I thought, last week. So, I guess I would just feed him. He's like your running back four. If you might as well let him take a beating, and then once your other running backs are back, he'll go back to being an inactive. So, just run him into the ground, get through the game. So, do you think the Bears have a chance here, or do you think – there i mean they have a chance one it's the nfl and two the raiders suck i know they made jordan love look really bad but how much worse can badgett really look than that that game was still they that game was still winnable for the packers despite how bad jordan love played yeah i this game is just so gross i'm not gonna be betting this i will be betting a a player prop though same um kind of the grease the squeaky wheel narrative. So uh Devontae Adams has been chirping a lot. He's not happy. Um he hasn't been getting the ball enough. Yada yada. I think Aiden O'Connell's actually good for Devontae as- Adams as opposed to Hoyer. Um mm-hmm. Jimmy yeah, no, Jimmy G doesn't feed him the Myers. ball either. So um yeah it's over under 68 and a half receiving yards and i'm gonna i'm leaning the over i'm probably sunday morning i'm gonna, I'm gonna bet the over on Devonte adams i do it fox does that super yeah. six bet or the hell it's called and one of the things has like ranked wide receivers based off like most yards you think they'll get i put Devonte adams pretty high i mean there's other good wide receivers on this, but i put him pretty high because one he's playing the bears defense and we're not good and two, AOC seems to prefer Adams, and Jimmy G seems to prefer Myers. So if AOC is the quarterback, then yeah, yeah. I like Devonte Adams. Yeah, a lot. so that's definitely something to, to I guess you know keep an eye on. Is yeah, even though these teams suck, and it's like these quarterbacks are nobodies. Like these quarterbacks do, um, they do throw it to certain guys. And speaking of that, like I think DJ Moore is going to get a ton of targets if they're not throwing it to him ten plus times. They're doing it wrong. Yeah, I think that every time they've had a week where they didn't get him the ball a ton, the next week they force fed him and it works really well. I think that's an opportunity here. And then the other another good reason to play Devontae Adams is that dude has just killed that's the true. Bears like his whole career. That's true. Like he loves playing the Bears. That is true. Okay. Uh next game up, Browns Colts. Um, I gave my opinion on this. I think the Browns I hate to be so confident, but I think they dominate this game. I'm not afraid of the Colts at all. Where are you at with this game? Uh, if Deshaun Watson's playing, then I, I like the Colts t- or the Browns too. Um, Anthony Richardson mm-hmm. done for the year confirmed. Um, I don't think Gardner Minshew's a bad backup, 
but I just think the longer those type of guys play, the, the larger the opportunities. Yeah. For I don't think he's exposed. a bad backup either, but he, you know, every, he has a really good game, one of it every four or five games, and then the other ones are kind of just stinkers. So, I, yep. yeah, I, I don't see it. Yep. Um, next up, this is a pretty good game, Lions uh, against the Ravens. It's in Baltimore, and Ravens are laying three here. Um, this could be, you know, I guess a semi-long shot Super Bowl uh, preview, uh, potentially. So, um, Lions, they um, they should be getting Jameer Gibbs back. Jared Goff has kind of quietly been turning into an MVP contender in the NL, or excuse me, NFC. Um, Ravens, um, we've talked about them each episode. They're just so hot and cold. They looked good last week for a little bit. The week before, they didn't look great. You know, it's they're all over the place. These are the two teams that I preseason was kind of high on. I guess I was high on a couple of different teams, but my AFC team that like from day one I was riding with was the Ravens and then or to surprise people. And then my NFC team that I thought was going to surprise people. I can't even say it's the Lions because I think they were the most popular pick in the NFC, but I did think that they were the best or the most popular pick in the NFC North, but they were like the trendy pick of the off season. But I've been kind of riding with them just because I hate the Packers. And I hated that whole offseason hype they got around winning the division. Um, I don't know. I, I took the Lions in a teaser, a seven-point mm. teaser, to get it up to plus 10. That's the only play I have on this one because I don't trust the the Ravens a lot because I, I watch them all the time. I, I have money on them. I have um, I have Lamar and Fantasy. And every single time I just leave the game, except for one game, I've left feeling a little underwhelmed or disappointed. Um, and then the Lions are like the exact opposite. So I was a little surprised by the plus three. It's a good number. If you can get it up to plus 10, feels like you're probably going to be fine. The only real negative against the Lions here is this is in Baltimore, but it's not a night game. This, um, I forgot, these these two teams played a couple of years ago, and Justin Tucker hit a 66-yarder uh to win the game. So I can see this being a field goal game again, obviously not a 66 yarder, but I just remember that game was crazy. And I highly suggest looking it up on YouTube. Cause that was when his kick, it like hit the, the crossbar and bounced up and went over. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Vaguely. He hits the crossbar. It like goes nuts. straight up in the air. It's like slow motion. Then it just falls in. Crazy stuff, um, but yeah, I, I would I would lean the Ravens here too. All right, I already know we're gonna disagree on this game. Um, this is like I'm being a total hypocrite here, but I love the Patriots plus eight and a half against the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need them to win to get to your seven wins. Um, yeah, I mean this is this is a hard place for you because you're picking between two teams you you like teams you have money on. Um, either way, you're gonna come out of this beating banging your chest yeah. that this is a winner for you. Um, I don't know. I'm not betting it because I, just, I don't know what I want to happen. Actually, I, I, don't, I want to, I want the I want the Pats to win because I'm worried that they're gonna be in the Caleb Williams running at this that's point. True. So I bad. think. Like the Bills didn't look good last Sunday. You know, Josh Allen's shoulders a little bit banged up right now. I just think it's going to take some time. I think the Bills win, mm. but I think it's a field goal game. I think eight and a half is way too much. I think Mac Jones can score. Actually, I'm not sure he can. No, I was going to fourteen. I was going to say I think he can score three. <laughs> um, so we'll see. I could see a ten three game here. Maybe I don't know. Uh, I I just I just think the eight and a half is too much in a, in a divisional game. So, yeah, uh, I almost put that in the six pack, but I did not want to sweat that out, and I did not want to have to explain myself next week if the uh, Bills won like fifty six to zero. <laughs> I would have advised all of our listeners that if they're gonna play this, <laughs> do, do a, like a half do a unit. point one unit on Patriots. <laughs> all right. Next up, Commanders uh, Giants. Um, or you, did you have something? Oh, we did. Yeah, we already, that's, we already did we that. Got one. My brother Ryan Coiner, aka Rydog, on the Commanders. Uh, somewhere, 
Yeah, somewhere between two and Lock a half. Lock of the there. century. Um, yeah, good there. Uh, Cardinal Seahawks. I gave my handicap on that earlier. I teased that down. I I like the Seahawks at minus seven and a half as well. Um, I just wish that half point wasn't on there. Yeah, I was gonna say I I typically stay away from the half point. Maybe it maybe that's just me being stubborn, but I yep. just I don't know. I'm not playing it. The, the Steelers and the Rams game, I think, is an interesting one. I, I'm curious what your well, thoughts are. Well, I was leaning the Steelers, but did you see TJ Watt didn't practice today? Dude, I don't keep up with injuries enough. I think that's my biggest weakness as an NFL better is I don't follow the like the injury reports throughout the week close enough. Like I didn't know Deshaun well, Watson was playing. I guess that's why you do your research before you actually place the bet. But like when I just like am like it's off not, the cuff, I didn't know. It's not for sure that Deshaun Watson is playing. I'm just assuming because he's practicing. So I took the risk and I'm trying to get ahead of that. But I always want to bet against the Steelers because I just think their offense is so bad. But on the other hand, their defense just keeps them in the game. And it always ends up being closer than I think it will be or should be unless they're playing the Texans which still seems really random that that was the team that blew yeah, them out. Yeah, that, that was pretty random. Um, yeah, TJ Watt didn't practice because of a heel injury. Not sure how serious that is. Um, he had a finger injury a few weeks ago, and that he didn't miss any time off that. Um, I think they're getting Deontay Johnson back as well, so Kenny Pickett's going to have some weapons. Um, I was listening to one of your favorite podcasts, the Deep Dive Podcast, and they were talking about how, like, I guess I can ask you this question since you didn't listen to it. What is like the worst play that the Steelers run offensively? The any Najee Harris. Najee it's not Harris. even that. It's like right. It's Najee minutes. Uh, Najee Harris right up the middle for one yard. It's like maybe they're not going to do that because Aaron Donald is in the middle. Maybe they'll like let's just pass. So uh, that's um, true. They can't try to convince themselves yeah. that there's a chance that's um, successful. But yeah, Matt Canada, I'm not betting on him. He's not an OC I would want. If I had to pick, I'd still take the Rams. I just I just actually think that's a really good line by Vegas. I don't I really don't know if the final score ended up being like twenty to seventeen Rams, would I really yeah. be shocked? The not Rams are also missing their top two running backs. Um so they're probably gonna be passing a lot, a lot of Cooper Cup, a lot of Puka Nakua this game. Um, so yeah, interesting. All right. Just, let's just get to the, the jump to the next one. Cause I want to hear you try to explain to me why the chargers are going to cover five and a half. They're not. I, the I just remember the, the chiefs are, the chiefs are off okay. a 10 day, 10 day breaks because <laughs> they played last Thursday. Chargers are on short rest. They played Monday night. The chiefs are going to destroy them. I don't, that's all I have to say. All right, I, I I totally agree. Um, the Chargers' defense, I don't think, is bad. I just think, I just think that the Chiefs' defense is going to play okay, and Mahomes is going to do his thing. And five and a half is not a small number, but it's it's there's really no difference for me typically between like yeah, four and or if five. You don't so. feel great about that. You could just tease it down as well. You could throw that as a teaser leg. Um, what do you think yeah. about the Chiefs getting McCole Hardman? They traded for him for a six-round pick, getting him back from the Jets. you think that's going to do anything, or is he just going to kind of play a similar role where he's doing like 10, 15 snaps? Um, I mean, I, I don't think it hurts. At the very least, he's depth. Um, he's someone Mahomes is comfortable with. They, I don't think you make that trade without yeah, talking to Mahomes about it first. So... That's that's where I, I feel pretty good about it. Um, I don't think he's going to necessarily be the reason they win or lose a Super Bowl, but um, I don't know. They're they're like one injury away from that getting they really, really, are. really desperate. I think when you're trading for a guy midseason, it's, it's hard for him to pick up the playbook, and I think it's good that he already knows probably 75% of the Chiefs' mm-hmm. playbook. So it should be... Just bring yeah. back Juju. Just bring back the whole ex- the whole wide receiver core from last year. <laughs> That'd be year. funny. That'd be funny. Um, 
yeah, Juju, I don't think he's done anything on the Patriots. And the Patriots signed him over Jacoby Myers. So that's a huge strike against Bill Belichick. Dude, the Patriots the Patriots wouldn't let Tyreek Hill or Justin Jefferson look good. So I don't I don't I'm not blaming Juju for having Mac Jones and the, the athletic released a mock today and it had the Bears picking uh Caleb Williams one and the offensive tackle from Penn State at two. Uh three, the Patriots uh-huh. are picking Marvin Harrison Jr. Um <laughs> I feel like that that pick makes literally zero sense. I can't see that happening. <laughs> Wait, they had the yes. Bears taking that tackle at two. I feel like you would trade back. I don't want to get into draft stuff yet, but like I think in that case, I would trade back. Uh, unless they really just don't think there's like yeah, any other yeah. good tackles. I, I agree. In this I class. mean, a lot of these mocks have no trades anyway, but yeah, that's something. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be the first. Dude, teams would trade up for Marvin yeah. Harrison or Drake May in a heartbeat, and you could get a haul and still get the yeah. same player two picks no, later. I agree. I agree. Uh, Packers, Broncos. We already talked about that. Um, we're, we're both taking the Packers there. Um, Dolphins, Eagles, Sunday night football, best game of the week. Let me hear Let me hear what you're thinking on this one. Yep. I'm rooting for the Dolphins, so I'm really trying to not to not be biased. But I do think that the Dolphins have looked better this year. And I don't think that's biased to say. Um, I know it's everybody's going to make the game about like Tua versus Hurts, blah, blah, blah. Um, to me, it just comes down to the Dolphins' defense because we've seen them look really bad at times, and we've also seen them be pretty decent at times. And they're kind of the X factor for how far that team can go because I don't think there's any offense outside of maybe the Chiefs that I trust to consistently put up 25-plus than them. So I always know they're going to get theirs. It's just, are they, one, going to take care of the ball, and two, is the defense going to show well, up? Do you think that there's an issue or there's going to be an issue because the Dolphins played the Giants and Panthers on back-to-back weeks? This is a pretty big step up as compared to those kind of bottom dwellers. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I haven't, I don't know what I'm going to play yet because you also have the last time they played a somewhat physical team in the Bills, they got destroyed. And I would say that the Eagles are the even Dolphins more physical also, than that. All of their games have been in like 70 degree, like perfect weather. Um, now they're playing at Philly, hostile environment, night game. There's going to be some like 15 mile hour gusts. Yeah, you're right. Let's, let's, let's take the Eagles minus yeah. two and a half because I'm just riding with the Philly fan base. I, I trust yeah. the Philly crowd to show up like how, the way they are for baseball right now on that Sunday night game. That place is like second straight October of being just like the coolest sports city in America. I think they'll show up. They'll make Tua's life hell. And the Eagles are still really talented. And every time the Eagles, every time it seems like a team kind of like has that what the F game, they bounce back. And I expect that from the 49ers as well this week. Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree. And yeah, I'm on the Eagles as well, just Real quickly, one more point about that game. I think the Eagles can have like those 10, 12 yard or 10, 12 play drives and they're just going to tire out the Dolphins. Um, and the biggest, the way you beat the Dolphins mm-hmm. is to keep their offense off the field. So, um, yeah, we're leaning right. the Eagles here. Their defensive line is is still awesome too. Like they, they just have really good line play. I don't know how great their like linebackers are. I don't really know a ton about their, the back end of their secondary, but they still have a really good offensive line and a really good defensive line. And I know Lane Johnson got hurt last week, but that doesn't necessarily sound like it's going to be like a a season ending yeah. thing from what I've heard. So I don't think it's like a long. No, I think they're impact. fine there. One thing to keep an eye on is they have Darius Slay. Um, he's questionable to play, and then same with. Um, same with uh, Jalen Jalen Carter and Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith is a hamstring. Yeah, as I say, Devontae Smith and Lane Johnson both practiced today, so that makes me feel a lot better because those are like maybe two of their top yeah. five, six most important players. Lane Johnson yeah, he definitely is awesome. does a lot up front. 
All right. Um, yeah, so Vikings, Niners. I think we're both taking we're both taking the Niners there. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the Niners. I, I think I mentioned that kind of while talking about the Eagles. I'm just going to take the 49ers to bounce back. They're playing the Vikings. The Vikings defense isn't great. Um, I think that, like you said about the pa- or the Vikings offense last week, they struggled against the Bears. I can't imagine what it's going to look like against the 49ers. Um, I don't know. It's Also, the weather is not going to be a factor. It's in a dome. And a lot of people are saying that like Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy struggles last week were because of the weather yeah. in Cleveland. So take that. Take any any variables you can take out of this game. I think yeah. only help totally the 49ers. Agree. Totally agree. All right. That's a wrap on NFL. Um, let's jump into college football. Let's start with Iowa. I know you kind of broke down the game already, but I want to go through these player props with you. Um, you you mentioned that okay, you think that Minnesota is going to um, basically just have load up the defensive line, make it hard for them to run, um, and Deacon Hill is going to be forced to pass. Like I mentioned earlier, and you guessed, his, his over-unders is right around 105 for passing yards. Um, his passing yards have to go to someone, and Nico Regani, he is over 18 and a half yards plus 100. I know it's gross, but I I would love to bet I that. Agree, it just takes hey. two. It takes one. 18 and a half yards for a five-year player. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. 18 and a half. Yeah, he's 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 probably the closest thing to a safety net they have in the passing game now without Lachey, without all. Yeah. I mean, if they if they even get down at all, if they get down a possession or two, they have to throw the ball. So the odds of them I just I just think it's hard to see them running the ball 40 50 times every week the rest of the way. Maybe this play won't hit this week, but it's going to hit at some point because Deacon Hill is going to be forced to try to win them a game or lead them back in a game. And maybe it's not that they're down 10, but maybe they're down six and field goals aren't going to get it done and they're going to need him to take a shot deep. Are you saying you want to Martingale the Nico Regani overs? Is that what you're insinuating here? Yeah, let's just keep playing a Nico Regani over until it eventually <laughs> oh, hits. Oh man. He shout out to him for sticking with the Hawks program for so long. Not a lot of guys would be happy with the limited volume that he gets, but he always has a smile on his face. He always, you know, he's dependable. Um I know he was a little bit injured towards the beginning of the year, but he seems healthy and and fine to play. Dude, he's like really high up on the all time um snap on the all time Iowa. Uh, receiving list probably snap list probably the most win sprints in school history list but how many games this isn't part of an over-under but how many games do you think it's going to take deacon hill before he passes Cade in passing yards he still hasn't Cade might finish the year leading the team in passing yards definitely deacon hill has 311 and Cade has 505 if he had 37 last week and a hundred, so he's gone one fifteen, one ten, and thirty seven. Yeah, that's. I don't know. I I don't see a ton of passing yards this week. I do like that Regini over, but they're probably gonna have to run. Caleb Johnson and Lashawn Williams, they're the two running backs, kind of one A and one B. Caleb Williams. Well, let me ask you. I guess who do you think is gonna have more opportunity and more rush yards this Saturday? Uh, Kirk said LaShawn okay, Williams he's is at running 64, back more. And Caleb Williams is at 59. Or Caleb hmm. Johnson. All, yeah. It's going to come down to whoever breaks the big one. Yeah, it's going to come down to whoever breaks the big one. They've each had one the last two weeks. Um, shit, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't want to play either. either. Um. Yeah, those are that's kind of the most notable things I listed here. Uh, passing TDs. If you want to get a little crazy, Deacon Hill to have four passing touchdowns. It's only twenty-one to one. Give me like a hundred to one on that. What? 
<laughs> that should that, be like his crazy, total for the month. Because <laughs> I was looking at the Josh Allen um, rush touchdowns. To have three rush touchdowns, that was 140 to one, which I feel like that's way more likely to have three rush touchdowns and Deacon to have four passing touchdowns. Yeah. Three QB sneaks and yeah. one, or two QB sneaks and one scramble. Like that's, yeah, Deacon Hill having four touchdowns is not going to happen. Um, any uh, others? Any team to score 40 plus points, the no is minus 10,000. <laughs> Should we put like 10 bucks on it just to win a penny? That'd be hilarious. The yes is 11 uh, plus 1150. Just anyone to score 40 plus. Um, and then I guess to end it off this, I did make one bet. And uh, let me know if you agree. First score of the game is a touchdown. I said no. I bet uh, at plus 133. I think there's going to be a field goal to start the game. Don't forget the possibility oh, of a safety. <laughs> All right. I would hate to lose it off that, but that just made me, yeah, that made me really regret this, which is, is that shouldn't, I should not have to worry about a safety being the first score of the game, but this is Iowa football. So you do have to keep that in count. All right. Anything else in the Iowa game? Um, I think I will win because yeah. I think Minnesota's pretty They're only terrible. three and a half point uh, underdogs, um, though. Yeah, well, I know. I know. And it's in Iowa City. Iowa's wearing the gold jerseys. They've never won in gold jerseys. I don't know if that will, if that's actually a, a trend or if they're just like 0 2, <laughs> but um, notable nonetheless. We'll hope they look better than the ones they say, wore in like 2019. Them wearing gold jerseys. They looked like shit. They had like weird fake feathers on them they lost to penn state i think um but either way i think i think the big game of the weekend that most people are gonna be dialed into is the penn state at ohio state game that one's in the shoe and it's at noon i don't know about you but why the hell is that not like the abc night game um i don't know but i'm happy because that's 9 a.m on the west coast i'm literally gonna get up at like 8 50 and brush my teeth and go downstairs and watch the game so yeah you're right yeah i love the noon slate um but penn state is a four and a half point underdog nicholas bear on our last episode said he was he thought Penn State was going to win by two scores. Yeah, so because of that, we've agreed. Um, we've agreed the, never the line to have has him moved the, the other way because that is. <laughs> <laughs> I I played Penn State at plus four and a half today. I do think that they're probably a little better, but James Franklin has had yep. issues getting over this hump. So you're kind of betting on like, do they have the the balls or they have the winning DNA to get it done because they might actually be more talented. Um, so that'll, that's kind of the big game of the weekend. I don't know if you have any plays here, um, but I did. I just wanted to let the listeners know I am taking, um, no, State I'm just going to enjoy this game. I don't, I don't know enough about Ohio state, I guess. I, I mean, I've watched both these teams play multiple times here and there, but I, I don't feel confident enough to say anything. If you want to know how good Vegas thinks, the Wisconsin team I would just beat is they are a two point favorite over Illinois. An Illinois team that until like last week, I don't even know if they had a Dude, power five win. I, that you have to bet Wisconsin, don't you? Yeah. That'd be, that'd be awesome. If Illinois wins that Illinois, game, Iowa is definitely until, winning the big time. Until Illinois beat Maryland last week, which I was kind of surprised about, they had lost to Nebraska by two scores, or Purdue by three scores, and then Penn State by three scores, and then Kansas by two scores. They had not beaten a, they had not stayed within one possession of a Power Five team until last week. Yeah, because you, you and your bonus plays, so you took that Maryland, says a lot. Right? So that did not go how you thought it was going to go. No, yeah, that was not not a good play by me. Uh, all good. Forgive me, everyone. Um, it is a hard week, I would say. Like, I was kind of surprised to see USC as a seven point favorite over Utah. Basically, people kind of view Utah as like Iowa on steroids a little bit. Um, 
their offense isn't as bad as ours, but they kind yeah. of have that same reputation of just like they have to win really ugly. And then USC just kind of got shit on. So I was surprised to see they're still a seven-point favorite. I'm staying away from it. It is at USC. I just think that USC is – they're kind of soft. We know. Oh, they aren't kind of soft. They are soft. And how how bad can Utah be offensively against them? I mean, they made Notre Dame, who was not great offensively at points this year, look awesome, score 40-something. Yeah, it's it's hard because in the in these games, you know, Caleb Williams can just go off and have five touchdowns, and it doesn't even matter what the other, you know, twenty one guys on his team are yeah. doing. But yeah, I forget this isn't the NFL and like seven yeah. points isn't it? Doesn't feel as much. Oregon's a twenty point favorite over Washington State. Washington State, who beat Wisconsin, seems nine. like a lot, but. Um, yeah, I, Bam, the other big game is uh, Tennessee at Alabama. Alabama is a nine and a half point favorite. Um, I actually played Tennessee plus nine and a half. I don't. I guess I don't. I don't think that Tennessee is going to win, but I just feel like nine and a half was a decent number, and I I teased it. I think up to like right around sixteen, seventeen. I know I got over 14. I wanted it to be over two possessions, but um, that's Jalen Milrow versus Joe Milton is like Spider-Man meme pointing at each other right now. Uh, you know how I feel about Jalen Milrow. So that's... It's in Alabama. It's a night. It's an afternoon game. The fourth quarter will be at night, I guess. But I, I think Alabama is going to win. But if you're going to give me a couple possessions that's fair i'm gonna take tennessee i don't yeah i don't have a play on that game i would just i'm inching closer my fingers inching closer to the submit button on bama to win the national title just saying (laughs) um and then the other ranked Mm -hmm. matchup is duke florida state um i don't think duke is very healthy at all and that's kind of ruining the hype for this game um duke has won some really gross games in their last few. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. Florida State's a well, 14 and a half. Riley Leonard has a chance of returning. So, if he, I mean, how effective is he, he going to be? If he was at 100%, I do think Duke could win. But I, yeah, I don't that's think. just. Yeah, I just think you're getting a game where yeah. it's like it's kind of ruined by an injury. And so if 14 and a half isn't exactly a bettable spread in my opinion i'm staying away from it it's the night game on abc i would have rather them but i I understand why the networks did that because they probably thought riley leonard was going to play and like that was going to be a big game and all this and it just didn't work out that way um i would argue that the 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 actual better acc night game is the clemson miami game um both teams are still alive for the acc title game but i would say the loser goes home Clemson is a three-point favorite. I don't. I don't really have a play. Yeah, if you you not really having a play means you're probably going to bet Clemson. <laughs> well, I have. Cle- well, here's the thing. I have of uh, my largest bet of the off season was the Clemson over nine and a half, and so they have to win out now. I'm kind of screwed. They still have Miami left. They still have Notre Dame left. Um. NC State isn't an automatic win. And then UNC, like, they are not going to run the table. I've accepted it. So I guess I don't even care um, at this point. Speaking of futures, I forgot um, I had this pending. I have 100 bucks on Central Michigan over four, um, five and a half wins. You know anything about uh, Central Michigan football? Well, they are currently no. four and three. So they only need two more wins. They still play Ball State, Northern Illinois, Western Michigan, Ohio, and Toledo. So got to keep an eye on that for me. Good old Mac football, right? Um, yeah. Um, other futures I got. I got the Hawks over eight. So that's looking good. Um, yeah. I, I don't, yeah, we didn't have any official bet GPT overs. Um, I know you, you're high on NC State. Do you feel like they're 
going to get over their win total or not? Uh, they are they are literally very dangerously close. It is it is gonna it could come down to one of their last couple of games. I I haven't watched their last game, but they lost twenty four to three. So I'm not feeling like they're playing very good football. Um, they've played some really ugly games against like inferior yeah. competition. So I I don't know. They're four and three right now. I need them to get to seven. They still have Clemson and Miami left. So where are they going to get these last three wins? I don't see it because they're not going to be UNC, Miami, or Clemson. So I think they're going to go six and six. They have Wake Forest and Virginia Tech that they're yeah. going to be favored against. You never know. If, you never know if Miami. They could, I need a miracle. They can find a way to lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that one's at home. I just fuck, man. That's this is going to lose by my my other future. I have is Kansas over five and a half. Um, they're five and two right now. They have Oklahoma, Iowa State, Texas Tech, Kansas State, and Cincinnati left. So I'm hoping they can get one more. Really? Cincinnati blows. Yeah. They have no quarterback. Their quarterback is Emory Jones. He's basically the college football equivalent of who is their quarterback? (laughs) PJ Walker. We'll be be all right there. Yeah. Cincinnati's last in in the Big 12. Um, anything else college football related no I'm going to tweet out my plays it's going to be a very short list I think this is a hard week Um, I'm I'm really probably only going to have like three or four but I'll tweet them out as I I play them sounds good okay Uh, I think we can keep this keep this one under an hour Um, yeah real quick on baseball though the Rangers are up two to one. Yeah. Phillies are up two to zero, or two to one. Also, that I think the Diamondbacks are about to win, so we might have a series in both rounds. I took the Rangers and the Phillies to both win their series in a parlay at plus three twenty-five. I don't. I still feel pretty good about it, regardless of how the last games have gone. Yeah, in we. Um, I was talking to Brady Cheesel. He was uh, on our Cubs podcast or a podcast. I think it was like, I don't know, our sixth or seventh episode. Um, he said he was interested in coming back on. So maybe we'll do like a World Series preview. It'd be fun to break down um, like MVP odds and uh, kind of who we think is going to win. And then in terms of uh, other other cool player props are available too. So looking forward to that. Um yeah, I don't know. I mean, let's let's talk about Max Scherzer for a second. Do you think it was a good idea he played yesterday? He looked bad. On paper, it looked like a good idea. Uh, no. <laughs> and then you're like, wait, wait. The last time he played <laughs> well, was seven weeks ago, and he pitched fine. But five days before that, he gave up seven yeah. runs against the Astros. Like, I don't know. He, so Scherzer lasted four innings. Gave up only five hits, but had five earned runs with one walk. Um, man, he 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 did throw a decent number of strikes. He just he got hit hard. Like they didn't hit him. They didn't get a ton of hits yeah. off him. They just hit him really hard. Yeah, that. And he had a wild pitch that cost him a run. Series too. goes to so six or seven fault. games, and Scherzer pitches again. I will be betting the Astros, even though I hate them. I. Yeah, I I hedged a little bit. I took the I took the Astros yesterday. I know your deep dive pod gave that out as well. So that hit. I am getting a little nervous about the Rangers in this series because I think the longer it goes on, the more it favors the Astros. You kind of gave them your your punch. You go up 2-0. Every time the Astros win, they're gaining confidence and they're a team that already was probably the more confident team going in. Now you have a team who hasn't been there before other than maybe Corey Seager. They haven't been there before. Now they're getting punched back in the mouth, and that we'll see how they handle it. Um, I yeah, think I mean, if it's this two, could go two seven. after tonight, see how tonight's game goes. Um, they have Andrew Heaney on the mound. That's not going to look good. I still think the Phillies win in like six, but I think this one, I'm starting to feel like it could be Astros. Yeah, in yeah seven. I feel the same way. Okay, cool. Well, um, we're just right here under an hour we can end it here um we want to thank everyone for listening please check us out uh, on youtube as well 
Uh, subscribe there. Give us five stars on, on Spotify and Apple. Tell your friends. Um, Slate is visiting next week. We're going to have, we're going to be together recording. So we're looking forward to that. But until then, uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in today and we'll catch you guys next time on that GPT. Thanks.